are listening to Fika with Vicky on United Public Radio, 107.7 and 105.3 from New Orleans. Hello. <laughs> okay. We were having a bit of a um, fika situation, but we're all settled now. I think we're all settled now. All good? I, I, I think we are. I can see you. And yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. So we'll begin. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to FICA. Our guests this week are author Michelle Dory and Jim Moriarty. It's October, and that means ghost stories. Several years back, I was scrolling through social media, and well, you know how that story ends. The haunting of Crawley House went straight to my e-reader, and I found myself first in a newer Victorian home where, ne where nefarious forces were at work. And then on almost a century later in the same home, while they were still continuing their tale, it was the perfect ghost story. And I knew some October I would be asking Michelle to Fika. When she suggested that Jim Moriarty should also come, my first reaction was, how does he have the time being Sherlock Holmes' nemesis and all? But okay, okay. I, I need to interrupt you for a moment. <laughs> you are not to believe this. <laughs> I'm saying it. Apparently, you're not Sherlock Holmes' nemesis. You're different. Um, <laughs> James Moriarty. I have a son-in-law named Watson. Yes, yes, I heard that your son-in-law's name is Watson, and and that just makes it better. I mean, it's just it's just perfect all the way around. I love it. So I said that he should certainly come because now we get to see how this duel's writing works together, and because it's kind of an unusual situation, and also if they're having as much fun in Kingston, Ontario, as I think they are. So, thanks for the chills and shivers, Michelle and Jim, and welcome to FICA. Thank you very much for having us. Oh, you're, you're very welcome. We didn't get a chance because, because you know, I'm beginning to think that this Jim is not Sherlock Holmes, Emesis, <laughs> but he may be mine. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jim, can you just talk for a second here? Because I think I hear a little bit of echoing, and I just want to make sure that your voice comes my, out. It's my chintzy earbuds. Okay. Um, um, I can hear the echo reverbing as well. well. Can you try them without the earbuds, just in case? Sometimes it works better without. I don't know. All right. I'll just I'll just shut down Bluetooth. Give me half a second. You have to shut. Just pull them out. I'm pretending I know what I'm doing. Can't you just pull them out? Oh, I see. Um, try again. Any better? Yeah, I think it is better. Don't you think it's better? I think it's better. Okay, so welcome to Fika, and I think we have Jim sorted out. And so the first question, are you ready? Are you ready now, Jim? No, you don't. <laughs> okay, so what I want to know first is, especially now, Michelle, with all this going on, is how, like, obviously this is working. Okay, now I'm echoing. Can you hear me echoing, Michelle? Okay, no, I'm, hear I'm hearing you. me no, echoing. Hear and okay, so but it will it will show up. This is usually a, a problem. So let's try them back in, and maybe just nod. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you in here somehow. Um, um, can you can you put them? Is it going to be a hassle to put the earphones back in? For me, for me. Yeah, so that I don't echo. There's much of a nag as Michelle. Okay. 
<laughs> Look, I'm just trying to make it yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> okay. So, you get a lot of mileage from your good look, baby. <laughs> That's what I say to my husband all the time. It's a good thing you're cute because. Okay. So how, <laughs> especially now, how does that work? Who does what? If there's a creative difference of opinion, how does it work? <laughs> well, if it starts actually, um, we get a concept, and uh, we Jim calls our kitchen the magic room, and we'll make supper, and we're kind of bouncing ideas back and forth, and we'll come up with the, a few good concepts and scenes, and then I'll, I will actually write it, and the next day, Jim will do a readback of it, and um, a critique, and, and uh, it's a back and forth. He'll also, when he's doing a read back, um, he, he usually adds a lot of uh, description or emotion to, to a scene. Um, so it, it's, it really is a collaborative effort on both of our parts. So it's just working together and, and taking mm -hmm. your strengths, whatever they would be. Yes. Okay. Now I'm getting echoes <laughs> with Michelle and I don't know this never happens. So oh. I'm trying to I'm trying to there are ghosts in the house. There, there are, are <laughs> there are <laughs> fairies. I normally blame the fairies, but I'm blaming the ghosts, the ghosts today. So I'm trying to figure out what our next step should be. I want to get this thing rolling, but um but I don't know how to do that. Okay. Well, that makes three of us. Um, <laughs> so uh, we have tried Michelle without speakers, and that doesn't work. And, I mean, headphones. And we've tried. Okay, I'm going to do this. I've never done this before. Excuse the hair. Okay. Now I can't hear if there's echoing. Oh. All right. I'm not I'm hearing not any echoing on my end. No, no, I will, I will, I will be the one to hear it. Oh, that's um, because, and that's what's going on. Yeah, because that's that's what's going in. That's why. I, but I can't hear. I can't hear at all. All right. Um, let's try turning our speakers down a little bit, guys. Okay. Is your is your speaker up loud, Jim? Because sometimes uh, that will do it. I usually have my speaker down to like 30 or something. Well, I, 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 I had mine on my phone punched up all the way. I now have that down to about 30%. Okay. And, and we're still getting that. Um, mine Michelle, is, mine, you, mine is down to about 30% as well. Okay. Why, why are we, are you in the same room? Yes. yes. Yeah, I'm right. I'm right. Oh, can you, can, can you go in different rooms then? That might sure. be it. That might be it. <laughs> yeah, all of the technology is interfering. I think you're probably onto something there. <laughs> no, actually, it's my husband just asked, are you in the same room in the comment section? So, you know. Yeah, it would yeah. take a guy to fix it. Oh, sure. <laughs> Jim, yeah. could you go outside and try it? <laughs> sure. But when I go outside, I'm going to be assaulted by pigeons. Okay, I'm hearing a little bit from Jim. We can live with um, Michelle. You talk, speak now. Um, okay. Um, okay, she's good. All right, that was it. That was it. I didn't legitimately mean go. No, go sit in a comfortable chair. We're talking now. Okay, thank you very much, Dave, and for your input as well, Brian. All right. Um, so I will keep you around. Okay. <laughs> so now we're good. We're starting. So oh, when you're writing together, everybody does their strengths and you work together to make it to make it the yes. best you can. Yes. And that also was echoed by my husband jumping in to help me out today. So <laughs> yeah. you know what? It works sometimes people. Yep. It works for sure. Now, now I'm really thinking is, so there you are, you're off, you're writing your stories together, you're doing this. Have you ever considered that you would make a great series? Like there's this couple, 
<laughs> writing ghost stories. And there's got to be shenanigans that that happen. Oh it my! It started that way. It, it yes. It, well, it started Our writing that way. began that what you just said. Having a good time. I'll give them the backstory, sweetheart. Yeah. No. Somebody give me the backstory because it's ahead, great. Jim. Yeah, go ahead, Jim. Okay. Uh, all my life, I have been told, you need to write the book. You got to write the book. You have to write the book. And we got together much later in life. And we were in our 50s when we met. And I said to myself, self, wouldn't it have been great if we met when you were still in your 20s in New York City? And I sat down and within a span of, what, honey, maybe eight weeks, yeah, I was yeah. possessed with writing a novel, a fantasy novel and time travel and romance and action and adventure, 90,000 words. And in about eight weeks, I finished it. I wrote the end. During that, when I was about halfway through, Michelle was watching me do it. And she said, you know, I think I could be a writer, too. <laughs> and she really liked ghost stories. And we looked at what I wrote, and it's 90,000 words of absolute dreck. And it was from that moment, from then on, we decided to do the partnership telling the ghost stories and the ghost tales. And it started out with Crawley House because of, as I'm sure you've seen, the uh, uh, we went on a, a haunted ghost walk kind of tour. And there was no flesh to the characters or anything. It was more or less a recitation of, this is what they say happened, and then that happened, and then that, nothing but plot with no characters. And we started chatting as soon as the tour was over, and our, her first novel, Crawley House, came about as a result of that. But yeah, there is a book there that is actually the two of us getting together, not in a novelized form. But <laughs> it's not published. It's, it's there. Uh, but the memoir, well, you need, so Michelle, did you ever think about writing before? Uh, not, not really. Um, I enjoyed writing in um, English uh, on my English classes in high school. And, and, uh, but I'd never really thought because, you know, who thinks to write, you know, 60, 70,000 words, it just seems impossible. But once, once Jim did it, and I've always been a, a, a big reader. I thought, well, why not try it? You know, and and I was having so much fun doing it um, and learning more about the writing craft that I just kept going and going because it was fun. And the two of us were really enjoyed it. So together you made the perfect, um, the perfect writer. Yes. Like. You know, it it takes you were each other's half when it comes to writing, yeah. anyways. Yeah. Okay. It's remarkable the synergy between the two of us. <laughs> uh, the the uh, oh, no. uh, it really it really is. Yes, we publish under her name, maybe because I'm a candy ass, or maybe it's because women authors sell better in the indie market, or whatever, or maybe it was her idea that started it. But <laughs> that's going back now about seven years, and we just stick with it. And so that is my question, because this definitely works. Although I do want to point out Brian's comment here, because it sort of sounded like that. That ins sounds inspired by the old song, Anything You Can Do. I can do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy, did he really, really tell the truth on that one. Well. <laughs> I, think, I think maybe there's a little bit of that in most marriages. <laughs> yeah. Is <laughs> that little competitive um, struck? So, how many books? I tried to count, and they're all over in different series and everything, because somebody really does have to update her. <laughs> that was <laughs> my, that fell on me, but yeah, not a techie, not a techie. <laughs> how many books have you written and put out there? Uh, Twenty-eight books, actually. We've got. Uh, two series of the uh, haunted novels. And then I, um, just taking a break from that, I, I dived into paranormal women's fiction, which is basically, uh, it's fantasy fiction with witches. There are older heroines in the books who've, you know, had some of 
life's hard knocks, divorce and coping with that, getting on and they discover magic and it, and they're, they really are fun to write. So all in all, yeah, it's 28. There, there's six in the hauntings of Kingston, six novels and seven in the haunted ones, uh, which is actually, they take place in uh, upper New York state. And then I have one orphan haunted cabin, which is. Yeah. I was wondering where that fit in. (laughs) I think it would be closer to uh, the hauntings of Kingston because they're, they, they are more independent stories to each other. Um, Standalone. They're yeah. They're very, very much standalone. Whereas the haunted ones series we started with Haunted Hideout. And then when I was writing the second book, some of the characters from Haunted Hideout, I didn't want to let go. So I brought them guest appearances over into Grave Conjuring. And then characters, as more books were written, and I started to like more and more of the characters, they, they carried through all of the other books are all independent stories, but, but with the, the same, but the characters do make uh, guest appearances and, you know, they, they play previous books, characters in, in the current book will, will have a minor role. And series sell because people also get attached to the characters and, oh. and, and once you, once you get to know them, you're like a little sad when they go away. Oh yeah. They're friends. Yeah. yeah like <laughs> what are they doing next week? You know, you want to call them yeah. up and see if they want to come over for dinner Sunday. So yeah. at least you can keep them in the books. Yes. And I do, I also want to comment on the older authors because I think that is so important. Um, Many, many people that that start writing wait till they're retired or older. And so they know what that means. And (laughs) I'm like, no, I'm not sleeping on the floor of a tent anymore. Get me an RV. (laughs) 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 There's a lot of people out there reading in, in that age group that, you know, gets I, I'm good at all genres, but sometimes it's just like, no, no. <laughs> I want somebody a little older and yeah. and more knowledgeable about the world. So yeah. I think that's fantastic. I think I think that's terrific. Now with the haunting of Niagara, um haunting of Niagara, <laughs> haunting of Crawley House. There, can you tell us a little bit about it? So before I, we start discussing it specifically, people have a little idea of what's going on with the story. Um, do you want to take this one, Jim, or shall I? I don't want to okay, exclude you. Sure. I, I love shooting my mouth off. Uh, <laughs> you, you want I would just like to point out that Jim is not Canadian. <laughs> Where are you from, Jim? <laughs> I am born and raised in the Bronx. Exactly. Okay, so I'm a New Yorker. So that's Jim. Okay, I I won't say anything else about that. (laughs) (laughs) So you'd like a synopsis of the yes, please, yes, yes, please. All right. Uh, uh, What? Okay. It starts after the First World War. A a major in the Canadian military. He married a British noblewoman, think of something like Downton Abbey, and brought her over to Canada. Uh, she gave birth to twins, and when she had her second pregnancy, she was advised to get a housekeeper. So they hired a housekeeper who was an immigrant from Ireland. Now, my parents were immigrants from Ireland so I, I did a lot of the dialogue in terms of the ye dinna know what ye be doing and stuff like that, because that's what I grew up with. Oh, and at any rate, it was good. In modern, in the modern times, the house still stands today, but it's haunted and it's owned by the local university that has never been able to have tenants last more than just a few weeks or a few months. And the book tells the tale of the sordid and tragic history of that house and why it is still haunted to this very day. And it does it well. And 
with with that being said and i also want to say that your dialect was i never thought about it while i was reading it but that's because it was good nothing sounded strange or out of hand it was you did a really a really nice job on there i had the chair on that <laughs> and you did it and you did it well um so the the curiosity and uh, of the ghost walk and and what um what could happen created the story of Crawley House. Oh, that's the key of writing right there. What you that phrase you just said curiosity. What could happen? What yeah, could what? Happen? what if? What if? And then blah blah blah. And then it leads to flights of imagination. But that's the absolute key in his fantastic book, Stephen King on writing. He starts out with the writer's process of creativity is asked, what if, and followed up with whatever you think. And that's how it happens. That's very telling on your part. Well, it, well, it, 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 it is, it is the most important thing. If you can't envision, you, you, you are going to have a difficult time writing. Um, some of us envision things easier than others. Like I envisioned a quiet start to Fika this stuff. <laughs> 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 I should have not no. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. That was it. Nice. You were being nice and <laughs> don't mind. The guy him, was seriously. being from the, the guy from the Bronx was being so nice. <laughs> the whole Canadian was like <laughs> okay. Um, so that takes curiosity to do that. But with any ghost story, there's like a part that happens in the past so that you have the story and them in most and then what happens now so did that curiosity help with that research that diving oh, into the past absolutely uh, i i i did a lot of the legwork on the first half of the book and when i say legwork i mean doing the research what was it like like in kingston ontario uh kingston ontario is the home of the canadian version of west point it's called royal military college here and I did a fair bit of research in terms of the currency that was used in the post-war era and in terms of the sort of, <clears throat> I didn't get it exact, but I, I nailed it. I, I took a little bit of dramatic license, but the, the scenes involved and how um, the, the ranks and how, how that worked and the legend of uh, Mr. Crawley, Major Crawley, and all of that stuff. And then Michelle took it from the modern day in the second half of the book, the modern day setup with the single mother inheriting and, and moving to Kingston to continue. Forbidden history, grisly ghosts, monstrous cryptids, and harrowing folklore dominate Japan's history and culture. Mysterious Japan is a bi-weekly podcast presenting these spine-chilling horror stories, urban legends, and unbelievable histories in a campfire story format. Many of these tales have never been presented in English before. Our journey takes place where dark history and supernatural folklore collide. Mysterious Japan is produced, written, and translated by recognized Japan expert Dr. Heath Avey. Season 1 relates the unbelievable legends and ghost stories from the so-called suicide forest. Listen to Mysterious Japan for free on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Learn more at our website at themysteriousjapan.com and be transported by unbelievable stories where the lines between reality and folklore become blurred in the shadowlands of Japan. Once again, that's themysteriousjapan.com. That was so so you take so once again there's sort of a division of I responsibilities the that you do and it makes i mean i was reading that it makes perfect sense that he was in the military with the kingston the fort there as well yeah. and i would just like to make a disclaimer as my husband pointed out in the comments um i have spent a lot of time in the bronx um <laughs> traveling oh, so i have yeah. nothing he drove he drove transport and so we would go into new into new Hunts york point City. market baby <laughs> and, and so and so i have nothing nothing against the bronx just no i'm sure your husband does <laughs> and so so also when you're looking at the history and how things have changed 
now you're there and and you have well let's just say nobody's perfect i'm not going to point fingers <laughs> so no character's perfect and so you sort of have to have a sympathy for those for those um those those quirks or <laughs> Even those very nasty quirks. Did you find it easy? Like, do you have sympathy for your villains? We'll say that. Oh, that, yeah. that we try to uh, to make the absolutely. the villain have some redeeming qualities or even some pathetic qualities that are common to other people that people can identify. So that okay, they're making some really bad decisions you can kind of understand why they're making these decisions and actually feel sorry for them a little bit. And at the same time, um, just thinking of Crawley house, the mother, the highborn uh, British mother with the twin girls, um, she wasn't Lily white either. She, she had a caddy streak, which um, she hurt the, the protagonist Bridget she wasn't even aware that she'd hurt her, but she she wounded her deeply. So you kind of, while you admire Melanie, that she's doing what she can to protect her daughters and, you know, create a life that they will flourish. Um, she, she wasn't entirely innocent herself. So that's the kind of fun thing to do because then that character uh, is more like a real person. You know, no yes, one's perfect. Yes, no. Yeah, we've all got flaws and weaknesses, and we make really stupid decisions sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and and they were both, to an extent, victims of their classes. Like Melanie That's had what to. We make... really wanted to try to. We really yeah, wanted. Yeah, it, it came across. It came across. And I mean, that was before the Second World War. So we hadn't really, you know, they were just beginning to make the breaks. Um, oh, well, so just after the Second World War. Before the Second World War. Second World War. Just after the First Yeah. So yeah. they were just starting to make strides in, in, um, in, in doing that. And you can see it. So she, yeah. So, and she didn't even realize, I think, that she was hurting the feelings that she was. Yeah. So you can see how that putting down makes people angry. And would would if it wasn't for that class system, would any of this happen? Right. So I don't think it would. Uh, so, um, so it. I I thought it was lovely that not lovely what happened. But <laughs> the way you worked that out was lovely and we could see we could see all of those things happening and rolling from the outside so definitely the history was important and you took care of that um and and we talked about the fact that jim always wanted to be a writer michelle never really thought about it but then when jim <laughs> said he wanted to do it she said i do too so. <laughs> she was a copycat i'm telling mom <laughs> you just can't be an individual can you Jim? <laughs> and then she takes over and, but she did invite you here today yeah. so and she does give you <laughs> well you know <laughs> i can overcome anything <laughs> <laughs> it won't become so that is the Crawley House, and there's five more books in that series, mm -hmm. The Hauntings of Kingston. Yes. And they're all, as you said, standalone and and wonderful. So we're going to go into this is crazy for like seven years. How how many series do you have all together? You talk sort of what they were about, but how many? Tell the world. Uh well five series i think yes okay yeah. i'm i'm thinking yeah. six okay, oh yeah you're probably right. you're probably right it's probably oh. six i'm probably not and then one. legacy right yes yeah yeah what's funny what is, is, is we name some of the series by the main character for example there's uh the hauntings of kingston the haunted ones and then there is kira which is the mystical veil and there's right. bernadette which is um, Celtic. Uh, Song of the Gods. Then there is Shannon, which is Hex After 40. Then there's uh, Kara 
and Marin, which is the Wandering Witches. That's six right there. And I know I'm missing some, Michelle. Uh, I don't think so. I no, can think you've of got six them all. off the top of my head. Yeah, it is six. You've got them. The Witch yeah. Way series. Yes. yes. Which Way? That's Marin and Kara. I like that title. I like the... <laughs> <laughs> the leaning of it. So, so I just want to point out to the people out there how generous you are with your readers. Like, this is how I feel like you guys are having a good time because you're like, we're just writing, like, giving away. Like, this is so, um, on, on the site, okay, on your site, you say that you. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put name brands here. Do you only have your books, your ebooks on Amazon? Yeah. Only, yeah. The only we have an exclusive deal with Amazon for the ebooks. Um, we're in Kindle Unlimited. Kindle Unlimited. The, the program that yeah. people subscribe to. Um, but the paperback versions are on all of the retailers, and audio books. We have some audio books up on Amazon. And, and also we have the YouTube channel going as well for the haunting books. Right. So you well, can get. Has a few. I'm sorry. We, have, we did. We signed, we signed a uh, audio book publishing deal with Cantor. They're a big audio book producer. They, they produce and sell their own audio books and they have the rights to three of our books on uh, as well. We, 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 Sign that contract for about five years ago now, sweetheart. Yeah, but they they sell they distribute through Amazon too, though. Yeah. So right now you can get on Amazon. You can get the Hauntings of Kingston for ninety nine cents in the states, a dollar thirty one in Canada, and then I just want to check out. You don't have them in eBooks in the UK? Oh, no, they're there. No, oh, they are. Oh, I just couldn't find them. Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not your fault. I'm saying I couldn't find them. I just wanted to make sure that you did oh, yeah. because I think they would do very well. Oh, yeah. They're worldwide, actually. Yeah. And then, and then you can listen to all the audiobooks um, professionally done on YouTube. Well, <laughs> not quite. Okay. Tell me the story. <laughs> Well, the um, the audiobooks that so far that I have up on YouTube are in the Haunted series, the two right. series that we have. And um, the first couple are, um, I hired a narrator, good narrators for Crawley House and the Haunted Inn. The other ones I have been doing with AI and uh, it's, it's been working okay for me. So... Yeah, the other ones, the haunted hideout, the ones that Tantor approached us for, haunted hideout and uh, haunted by the succubus and grave conjuring are all uh, narrated by Kristen James. That series. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I've just listened to. I wanted to re. Like I read Crawley House a few years ago, and so I just wanted to get it. So I listened to that. Audio, oh, okay. um, on on YouTube, and thought it was quite nice. Yeah. So, yeah, so, she did a great job. Yeah, yeah, she did with all with all of the voices and all of the different things. So, you also have, and I've seen this, a readers group for your readers, with, with on Facebook. Yeah, you have a readers group. It says in your books, you know, join our readers group. Did you mean Facebook? Oh, that's our or? newsletter. Oh, oh, your newsletter? Yeah. That's a link to our newsletter. We send out a newsletter to our readers. Uh, we try to do it once a month. And so <laughs> it luck. usually Good goes luck. out about every six to eight weeks. And uh, it, it's promoting new books or just telling what shenanigans Michelle has been up to lately and, and things along those lines. Uh, we haven't sent out a lot of newsletters this year for the simple fact that Michelle uh, it's been a year of medical challenges for Michelle which is oh, why I'm sorry to hear that Michelle yeah uh, not as many books gotten, this year <laughs> she's doing much better now oh, but, this side of the soil uh, I'm not a ghost yeah. yet <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, this is first, good 
<laughs> the first seven months of the year, uh, she's had, uh, she's been in for three surgeries and uh, had COVID and had a uh, problem with uh, blood clots. Uh, so yeah, so we that's why there hasn't been very many books published this year because she hasn't, she's, we've had to cope with a lot of challenges. But you, it is looking better. But that that yeah, readers yeah. group is our mailing list. That that, that yeah. link that's at the back of the ebook that okay. you see is a sign up for our mailing list. You tap the link, and then we get your name and mailing address. We get yeah. it confirmed that you really want it. And if you sign up, you get a free book. You mentioned we're being generous, and if they're generous enough to let us into their inbox, we're generous enough to thank them for it. And, well, uh, and all. I'll, I'll, I just wanted to point out that Legacy, the first in the Mystic Veil series, yes. is free at the end of the Crawley, um, yes. the Crawley House. So when I thought, yes. okay, I want to read from another series just to get a feel, I realized I already had. <laughs> yes. I, I, I mean, I want to read the other series as well, but I have, I really do live a life where there's so much to read. <laughs> just to keep up with everything so and i really really like that now see that was a younger character yeah kira yeah. is a younger character but i thought she had personality and you know there was there was depth to her character and so i appreciated yeah she really grew through the series and that was michelle's doing she Not started curious? out as a spoiled black <laughs> truck fun kid. Yeah, she was the princess to start with. A, yeah, a real trust fund princess. And at the end, she's someone completely different, much more forgiving and much more caring about people. Which is another thing. No, and that's another thing that is important, that characters grow. I yeah. I get very frustrated when they don't learn from their experiences. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very much like real people. But... I get very frustrated when they, <laughs> when they don't learn from their experiences. So I'm going to follow that. But I still didn't find her. I mean, she's, I guess, I, I, there are some out there where I just am not, I don't like them, like the characters. I just don't. And sure. I think, okay, it's, it's okay not to like main characters because if you watch Breaking Bad, I mean, he's yeah. not that likable. Yeah. And and there's a lot of series that the, the main character is not that likable. But, you know, when you're easing into a series, sometimes, you know, you like to like the character. So I didn't find I her non-likable uh, <laughs> in the first place so definitely we'll continue that series and if you want to know what i'm talking about just get the crawley house and legacy will be added to the end of that just like that so there's a lot the right right <laughs> which is is one of the benefits of being an indie writer because you can do those things for yeah. your readers without um with without and you plus you can get five books out in one year yes yes <laughs> it doesn't, jim doesn't strike me as someone who has a lot of patience <laughs> me? <laughs> like let's go let's get it done let's move <laughs> what's next what's next boy you don't know michelle at all <laughs> i'm the impatient one really <laughs> so michelle has driven you crazy <laughs> uh, he warned me when we met uh, he was certifiable crazy and i said okay, i'm in <laughs> I'm going for this, which which leads me into what I was, because I truly think that the love of books can become a lifestyle as other people have traveling lifestyles or whatever. But for people that, you know, maybe can't get out, aren't feeling well, like you were at the beginning of this year, you know, whether they're caregivers or not, an entire life can come up around books. And you seem to be living that life. Like it's an intricate part. You can read them, you can write them, you can visit places that when you can visit that have um what do you think like do you think you would really be missing out on something if you hadn't got curious and jim said i want to write a book oh. and you hadn't said 
Oh yeah, I I can't oh, imagine. God. Like we're both past retirement age, but we're busy, busy, busy. You know, and we're we're reading, we're writing, and it helps to keep you young, keep your mind going. I can't imagine uh, being retired and not doing something like this. It's just, yeah, our life would be so different, and we'd have to do something. Yeah, but. That we love this, so it works out just excellent. And and really, um, one funny thing that we found: we went to Salem last year, and we had researched Salem and areas of Salem, particularly Winter Island. There's a naval um, um, station oh, there. Uh, yes. Anyways, we had we'd written this, but we had never been there. And then when we went to Salem. We're walking around this building and just going, oh, my, this is exactly the way I wrote it. <laughs> and it was so <laughs> cool. <laughs> because you had researched it so well. Yeah, yeah. And and which book does Salem come up in? Uh, Salem that comes was, up. Uh, which the, way? Book four, Mara and Kara. Mara and Kara. Yeah, yeah, which way? Fourth book. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. I'm going to read. And do you find that it brings you closer together like you have a singular cause purpose or you were pretty close to begin with we're pretty close i think it, it brought us it brought us closer <laughs> okay now whose answer yeah. do i take yeah I <laughs> i'm stuck now um um well because now i'm i mean <laughs> Well, I, well, for it starters, is... we're go ahead, sweetheart. You, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. Well, for starters, we're in one another's back pocket, literally twenty-four seven. Uh, we go to bed together. We wake up together. Now we do have separate corners. Uh, I I built a little home office out of a bedroom, and Michelle either writes in bed in the winter. I am envious of. But then, uh, or she, she'll set up her laptop at our kitchen table, and she'll write there. And and in the evening, as we're like, we may not see each other for a span of four or five hours. But during that four or five hours, I'm doing edits on what she's done, or she's doing a final cast on what I had sent back to her, or she's doing the marketing of the books, and. Then in the evenings, more often than not, as we're preparing dinner, we'll be discussing our books, the different projects that we have on the go, or else we'll be discussing, you know, stuff like sports and politics and things like that, what's in the news. But we're with each other 24-7. And correct me if I'm wrong, and you better agree with me, Michelle. <laughs> uh, one, one, of, one of the things that we get a big charge out of our road trips the drive oh yeah, oh, yeah. Kingston yeah. to salem massachusetts it's an eight-hour drive and we're in the car yammering at one another talking with each other the entire trip and it goes by in a flash when we traveled to new york city we uh two years ago we did this long 10-day trip throughout the province of quebec and we, i was driving eight to ten hours a day to get from point a to point b and Quebec is big, but mm -hmm. the time just flies. Like we can sit in the car with one another, and it's 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 something we look forward to. Like we'll say to each other, "Hey, we need a road trip." Okay, let's go here. <laughs> and a couple of days later, we're in the car and we're off. And it doesn't have to be something big and exotic because yeah. you're curious no. and you're interested in all kinds of things. I, I, I totally get that. Michelle, do you agree with him? Like you said, you oh, better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do, actually. Yeah. Despite the threat. Yeah, I do. <laughs> you look so warning. very frightened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm quaking. <laughs> um, speaking of road trips, um, my Dave Benison would like to know, have you ever thought of doing something? Something that would include Niagara on the Lake, one of the most haunted places in Canada. Oh, yeah. yes. It's funny. In yes. fact, it's funny yes. you mentioned that. We were talking about heading down there over the, this is the Thanksgiving weekend coming up in Canada right now. Right. In the States, it's obviously the last Thursday in November. And we, we talked about heading down there this coming weekend. 
we put it off because we were thinking about we might would like to see it at around Christmas time. But yeah, Niagara on the Lake is absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it's definitely on our list. Yeah. Okay. All right. There. I may be um, saying if you go at Christmas time, you might want to go to um, the Christmas store because yes. um, we, I might have an in with the Santa for you. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Depending how things work out. And whether I'm naughty or nice, I guess. <laughs> and um, it's not a nerdy writer question, Brian. Um, Brian would like to know, how do you handle the editing aspect? Because that could be dangerous. Do you edit what the other has written? Yes. And, and it's funny, uh, a book will go back and forth between Jim and I four or five times and, yeah. you know, making changes and finding errors uh, and then then itself to the editor and uh, they'll pick up more errors. But yeah, it's it, it really does help that to have two eyes. Well, she does mostly just a proofread. Like she doesn't do dev plot development or characters. The editor we send it out to. It's more of a line edit, punctuation and and grammar and stuff like that is what the, uh, that final, the professional edit does. Everything prior to that is done between Michelle and I. Yeah. So, so when you talk about the impatient aspects of Michelle, does that come into editing at all? Uh. No, it's more of a rush to publish. <laughs> you, so you're the one. <laughs> well, I, I can see. And, and, and because I call indie writing do-it-yourself writing, you do what you can sure. and you hire someone else to do. Do you hire an editor? Like, do you pay someone or do you have other people doing that for you? So you go for the professional editing yeah. and you think that is important? I think so. Yeah, because uh, it's just another set of eyes. And sometimes you can get very, very close to the work that you don't see. And, yeah. and that independent um, person looking at it, yeah, they'll pick up some things and you, they send it back and you go, oh, my. <laughs> and you do your corrections. But, uh, yeah, I think it really, really helps. And, of course, with the covers as well, that's another Thing you have you have I was going to ask that you have someone do the yeah. covers. Well, the, I I like them. I mean, obviously the black and white is wonderful for the for yeah. the excuse me <clears throat> for the um for the haunted ones. And yeah. the other ones are so colorful and magical. So those look nice <laughs> as well. So I was I, this so this is what you're going to continue doing this as well as you're able whenever you're able to do this. Yep. And, and I think because you're thinking about something else, like if you were just in the house together, you know, you might notice that somebody's doing something, but your minds are so being so creative and so wonderful. And, and Alice Monroe says something like curiosity is constant happiness. And I always thought that was, that was true. And, yeah. and, you agree with that? Oh yeah, aspect. absolutely. Yeah. So they yeah. are having as much fun out in Kingston as <laughs> I think they are. <laughs> and 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 for retired people, and and for this, it's 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 it is a very um, conservative as far as like you know you don't have to be do those Freedom Fifty Five commercials to be happy. <laughs> No, <laughs> you can. Yeah. No, no, uh, it's true. And people, people seem to think that that is the only way to retire and to enjoy. You know, well, I know. we have friends. We have friends that uh, they. Uh, one friend, one friend of ours, uh, she loves cruises, right? and she goes on Caribbean cruises, Alaska cruises, European cruises, and. To Michelle and I, that's just not something that we ever had any dream of. Now, I do want to point out that we do get away uh, every winter. We go skiing at least three times in the winter. We go on. But you're pretty close to skiing. Yeah. Well, it is Canada, right? A. Yeah. No, 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 no. You can't go skiing in the prairies. <laughs> no, we're actually, we're very fortunate. Yeah, uh, we're we're four hours away from the best skiing in the eastern townships, Mont Tremblant. So that's not in America. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you don't have to put traveling expenses 
into that. Not really. And, uh, and the other thing is, is we do get away for a week or two in the Caribbean, the end of every February. So, and I'll just yeah, to that's, break that's up. That's a vacation winter. just to get away from the cold because we're old. Well, <laughs> I'm hearing you. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing you, Jim. Okay. It's, it's. I'm sorry, Frida. You're from New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually from Niagara Falls. I just brought oh, really? from oh. New Orleans. Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so I am definitely hearing you, you but I'm not. I'm not as far north as as you are, but I remember a time where I was just like, I want to move north. I want to move north. You know, I want to live off the land. I want to, but you know, that's sure. sort of changing. Yeah. yeah, those years catch up to you. That Pioneer Quest TV series isn't quite as attractive as it was on TV. No, 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 no. That's what I said. Get me the RV, baby, because I'm not sleeping in the tent anymore. <laughs> there needs to. This is interesting, too. Um, as people who write ghost stories, are you believers or skeptics? Ooh, I totally believe. I've had yeah. too many things that have happened in yep. my life that, uh, yeah, I, I do believe. Now, I'm, I'm per there are people who are way more sensitive to uh, spirits and, and, and paranormal than I am. But uh, it's in my family. Like I've had two nephews that have, their houses have been haunted. And uh, yeah, I, I definitely. One of them is the basis for a book. Yeah. The Last Laugh is actually based on my nephew. I know. Yeah. 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 And, and it was based on a real story. Yeah. So. And they're yeah. still living there and they, the ghost uh, um, still makes appearances. But it's a nice ghost? Uh, he, he was more playful. But lately, what I've heard is that when their, their daughter returns from uh, university to stay the weekend, um, she's seen a, a dark shadow at the foot of her bed. And uh, she's experienced sleep paralysis. So... I kind of freaked her out. So that, that part was not pleasant. But as far as my nephew and his wife, Sherry, they, they've never had anything really negative. So it's maybe it's just Hannah that the ghost doesn't really care for. I don't know. Because I always, you know, you watch those movies and I'm like, I don't care. I've said this before. I don't care if I have to live in a car. <laughs> I'm getting out of the house. Okay. I am running. <laughs> I am not going to be one of those people. So, so I'm always curious if people stay with, with friendly ghosts or whatever, but next week, see now I thought this, but it is, I, I did fictional ghosts this week and next week I'm going to have a paranormal expert in oh. to talk about her real wow. experiences with, with ghosts. Also, she's, well, she's a friend, but she's also the station manager. So I can't have Jim call me that day. <laughs> <laughs> it has to work good. Um, now, Brian wants to know: is, Can ghosts be reasoned with, or are they fixed personalities? You said she seems to be changing a bit, but it could be with the people. Um, that... Yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah. It might. I, that's a hard one to answer because when Hannah was living there before she went to university, I don't think um, she had any problems. It was only with the in a playful way. Uh, that's yeah. that part in the book which describes the toilet paper strewn from her bathroom, which is in a kind of a an annex part of the house, and it was through her room down the stairs. It was everywhere, and that but that's playful, right? That's yeah. It's a trickster. Yeah. <clears throat> There's yeah. the tricks yeah. coming, and yeah. so if people want to know more about this story that was based. On they should buy the last laugh that is only a dollar 31 in Canada right now and 99 cents in the States. And they will, they will hear, they, will hear um, they can see more of that story, right? So, I would love some time to talk about more about the other series. I we, we concentrated most on the hauntings and that if you're ever up for it in your. Oh, yeah in your thing and to see more about what because I just think you are a wonderful example uh for this particular thing now all things Jim <laughs> example of just grabbing hold of your curiosity and your passion 
and living with that and and enjoying life as it comes. And we need to see more of that. Um, to very generous. Thank you. Oh yes. well, you know, I'm I'm thinking. I, I'm like, should I say to end? I was on such a passionate role, the capitalistic system, and <laughs> so I thought, well, no, the way Jim felt about that race, that that um, class system back in the Crawley House, maybe he wants to hear that he's doing that. I don't know. <laughs> but look, but look at yourself, Vicky. Like you've you've started this radio program and. You've gone from 50 subscribers to now you're over 100k. Wow. That, that's Yeah, amazing. live listeners. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm 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 pretty pleased with myself. <laughs> no, and and thank you to all those live listeners listening out there now and for having patience for things like the echoing earlier. <laughs> I think they just like bloopers. Okay. <laughs> I have a lot of them, but, but no, it, it's really important to find something and, and be passionate about it and grab onto it. And, and otherwise, what does the brain do? Right? Yeah. It, yep. it just and, and there, there is a lot of happiness out there and great people. Um giving us something to do like you know um the books and, and that's why i love indies because they are different voices they are not the same voices that we hear over and over again in in the books in the books people i'm not hearing voices <laughs> of the characters and they're different ages and it's not always um that that kind of thing so thank you thank you for writing the all the whole haunted series i mean people can have a ball for like six dollars um oh, american um 150 canadian <laughs> american and have something to read you know every week um every part of a week up to halloween so i really enjoyed our visit and um i hope we get to talk again so it was, it was good meeting you too as well okay um we'll talk we'll talk later <laughs> okay, okay take care you too vicky <laughs> bye-bye okay that was a great conversation um once we were able to get started but it was fun nonetheless um oh wait brian had a comment um before is that a question brian we'll get it <laughs> the ghost cat there could be, but we you'll have to hold that question um, until until you can ask Michelle that next week. Do pets come back as ghosts? A different Michelle. We have two Michelles two weeks in a row. Um, so great. I hope you all enjoy the month and the booze and the chills and all the scares that are getting going to come with it. We certainly are going to here on Fika. So until next week, may your coffee be hot and your story sweet. Thanks for listening, everyone. And I'm, there we go. Okay. Now we're ready to go. Okay, <laughs> thanks. Bye-bye.